0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: I want to ask you, if you will, to join me in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter five. I want to turn our attention to one verse, verse number eighteen. I want to just talk to you a little bit about the season that we're in, because I think it's relevant. I really think it's relevant. The Bible says in First Thessalonians 5 and 18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. In everything give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God. It is the will of God. Amen. I want to talk about thanksgiving being the will of God, the spirit of thanksgiving, an attitude of thanksgiving, Amen, and may God bless you, and you can be seated today. I don't know about, um, I don't know about you perhaps, but I am very thankful for the things that God has blessed me with. I don't drive the fanciest car, don't live in the largest home, I don't have the most expensive clothes, There's a lot of things that perhaps as far as life's standards, I may miss the mark concerning some, but when I look back and I think about how good God has been, my wife and I have often reflected and not long ago, we're talking about a few things when we first met and we're engaged and we're trying to get ready for married life. Her father owned a barbecue restaurant just a little bit west of Lake Wells and Highway 60. And she worked there. She was a waitress and he had, there were some homes. Well, (laughs) there were some huts (laughs) behind this uh, barbecue restaurant. They were little rentals and uh, they would later be condemned (laughs) and bulldozed. And we were working on one of those and we were setting up house. So we were going to consignment shops and flea markets and yard sales and we were buying furniture and I don't, I'm, we're not going to take up an offering. It's not a pity story. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere. And we got that little house cleaned up and we got it presentable. But just before we Got married, my wife found another place for us to rent that was much better. We had moved now almost to the Taj Mahal compared to where we thought we were going to be living. God was good to us. It was a very, very simple place, a little rental mobile home. We were happy to be there next door to the elderly couple that owned the little piece of property in the little mobile home. And, And God was good to us. Had a little, I think it was three bedroom. Am I right? Three, two bedroom, two bedroom, and uh, the little, the middle bedroom, the second bedroom was so small you'd have to walk out to change your mind. <laughs> and uh, but it was, it was two bedroom. And we were high on the hog, and uh, the Lord blessed us. And then after a, a little while of being married, my my wife who was. Um, out looking one day and found a home and, and it was a new home and, and they had a program for new home buyers and young couples just like us. And um, it was made possible that we could buy that home and move in and we were just barely able to get in the home much less furnish it. And so we had little spools that the power company used to get cable on them wooden spools. And those were our end tables beside the couch that came from a consignment shop or somewhere. I don't have a sad story. I'm just talking about real things. And she found a little China hutch, except it didn't have any glass in the door. Glass had been broken out, but it was home. And God had just blessed us incrementally in every stage. And we stayed faithful to him and God has certainly been faithful to us. And he has met our every need. And so when we look back, I just think about those blessings. Sometimes what we may think is a blessing is not necessarily a blessing, but we think it is a blessing. I I remember one night we were off and there was a little men's shop, a little men's clothing shop. And someone had gone over there. We were in a restaurant, I think if my memory serves me right, eating next to that. Somebody had gone over there and said, man, they've got a sale on suits. And so you ought to go over there and see if they got a suit in your size. And I walked in, and there was a most beautiful black suit. I'm not sure if I have ever, and I'm being very serious about this. I'm not sure if I've ever owned a more beautiful suit in all my life. And it was marked down right in that sweet bracket that we could afford. So I bought that suit, and I didn't realize that apparently that little men's store was a secondhand shop or um, an off of some sort. There's a more formal name for that. Seconds or something like that. Because when I started wearing that suit, I, I didn't realize it until, of course, you got it home and you start wearing it. But when the more you walk, the more the pants twisted. <laughs> so you walk a few steps, straighten them up. <laughs> a true story. Walk a few, you walk a little while and straighten them up. I often said if somebody got after you and started running, you'd probably choked yourself to death. Just squeezed your, just, just, just died right out. They could have robbed you right there. I talked to a real seamstress about that and she explained what was wrong. The cut of the suit was wrong. Nevertheless, every blessing is not a blessing, but God has been, God has. I really wound up throwing that money away. I thought I was getting a good deal, but I didn't realize it. But we're just a few days away from a traditional Thanksgiving. And if we're not careful, especially in today's climate, and I know I refer to that a lot, but we're living in a perilous, uncertain time. There's not a person in this room, there's not a person in this room that has ever thought you would live long enough to see what's going on happening in our nation. So if we're not careful, we can get so caught up in that that we forget that God really has been good. He has blessed us, he has blessed us, and he's blessed you. And somebody lives in a bigger home than you live in, they drive a more expensive car, The list goes on and on and on. That will always be. You build the biggest thing you can, and somebody, you won't even, the paint won't be dry, and somebody will build something bigger. That's not what it's all about. God has been good, He's brought us a long, long way. And so on Thursday, it's not a day of special significance. And what I mean by that is this that nothing happened on the fourth Thursday of of November that affected this nation, like some national holidays. It's not a day of a famous person's death or no continents were discovered on this day. It's not a day that our nation even won a great battle. There's no special group of people that we will recognize on Thursday such as mothers or veterans and things of that nature. The last Thursday of November is centered around celebrating a day of true significance. Some will travel for several hours together with their family. They will go to great expense to be together. It's a significant day. It's a great time. We have several family members of our church that are out today. They are with their family celebrating Thanksgiving. In some cases, if not several cases, old family recipes will be pulled out and, and uh, they may not be used again until next year. For some, nice china and silverware and the nicest of drinkware will be used and all of these items reserved and, and they're kept for just significant moments, like we're going to experience, if God be willing, in just a few days. Perhaps some of you have already, if not, you will be making countless trips to the grocery store and for sure, Wednesday afternoon and evening, many will be busy cooking. Our homes will smell wonderful. You will smell it outside. The refrigerator will be packed to capacity, and in many cases more than one refrigerator will be packed to capacity. According to statistics, nearly 47 million turkeys will be cooked and consumed this week. Some turkeys are that are bought for uh, some turkeys are bought for Thanksgiving. So many turkeys are bought for Thanksgiving, rather, that a few years ago, one of the leading sellers of turkeys, Butterball, opened a helpline. And they receive over 100,000 calls or text messages from people that are trying to make sure that everything is just right for their families and just right for this meal. 50 million pumpkin pies will be consumed Many family stories will be told, some of them true and some of them marginal. Family traditions will be upheld. There'll be a few things said and done that will bolster and nurture the security of a family's undergirding and netting for another year. It's important. It's significant. It matters. It's not just another day and it's not just another meal. We've got a lot to be thankful for. I hope in that day we'll reflect on days past as well as the days before us. I'm so thankful for where God has brought us and what he's done. Many laughs will be shared. A lot of family members will reconnect and friends and the list goes on and on and on. All of this time and all of the effort and all the money that goes into this meal is all going to reach a zenith and make its way to an ultimate end. And then, in most every home, a similar question will be asked, and that is, what are we going to do with all this food? <laughs> in in many cases, it certainly seems, in events in our family and others that we have attended, when the meal is over, it barely looks like anybody has even started. God has been so good to us. Not to say this to generate any measure of guilt in any any fashion at all, but when we think about things like that and then how many people in America will go hungry tonight. We need to say thank you Lord for your blessings on me. I was sitting in my office just a moment ago and just trying to get ready for this service, not prepare, but just try to get rested a little bit for this service and I was listening to a lady sing that old Don Johnson song that says, God is so good to me, I can't complain. Yes, we've all had good days and bad days and we've all had hills to climb and there are people here this morning that, are, that have the scars to prove it. But in all that, God has been so good to me. I never dreamed that God could touch me the way he has touched me or you the way he has touched you. Can I get a witness? God has just been so good. Better to me than I deserved. And I'll, since I have the mic, I'll say he's probably been better to you than you deserved. I think you would agree with that. It's a significant day. It's a day that Abraham Lincoln instituted as officially a day of thanksgiving. I'd like to read an official declaration. I don't make a habit to get in the pulpit and just read stuff. But this is important because I think it is so significant, not only in general, but I think as I read, you will be reminded of something and see the significance of this in this day. In 1863, so we're talking about a few days ago, Abraham Lincoln wrote these words. It is the duty of nations as well as men to, to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the scripture and proven by all history that those nations are blessed whose God is the Lord. That is scripture. Amen. Those nations are blessed, whose God is the Lord. We know this by his divine law. Nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisement in this world. I want to read that again. We know that by his divine law, nations like individuals are subject to, to punishment or subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear the awful awful calamity of civil war which now desolates the land. May be a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown, but we have forgotten God in 1863. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. It wasn't God. It was us. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. We have become too proud to pray to God that made us. It has seemed to me fit and proper that God should solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledge, be acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last day of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise. <clears throat> To our beneficent father who dwelleth in the heavens, Abraham Lincoln, October the 3rd, 1863, he could have well written that this past October the 3rd. How fitting it would be for where we are that we assume that what I have is because I'm just so shrewd and I'm just so sharp and I'm just all of that and that's why I am what I am. Self-made Here we are, indestructible, 10 foot tall, and bulletproof, bulletproof. but can I tell you that we need to humbly come before the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. I will tell you again this morning that what we have can all be gone by the time the sun rises in the morning. And so if you think that that would just be impossible because you just have so much that there's no way it could all be gone by in the morning. Let me just rephrase it, that everything you have can lose its significance by daylight in the morning because I'm gonna tell you with the right situation in your life or mine or the right phone call in your life or mine, it won't matter to us what we have, what bears our name. It won't matter how much influence we think we have Because I will tell you that in front of this very pulpit, in front of this very pulpit, I have stood behind or I have stood before caskets that are this long or caskets that are full length. Some of them had nothing. Some of them had plenty. But can I tell you that we all pushed them out the same door and they went to the same place, dust to dirt, dust, earth to earth. I say, God, in your wisdom today, in your mercy this morning, thank you for your presence moving in this house today. We have felt you from the very first moment that we began at 10 o'clock clock this morning with focused prayer. From the very first moment a voice broke through this microphone, Lord your presence was here because your word said you would meet us if we gathered in your name and true to his word he has been here and so God help me to never fold my arms in a passive way that we're we're just here, it's another day, it's another Sunday. I wanna say thank you Lord for your blessings on me Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've sat many, many mornings in my den and I've watched the sun as she made her way coming up over that eastern horizon. I wanted to see it right then because I wanted to say thank you Lord for another sunrise, thank you Lord that you gave me breath now I'm asking you like David to order my steps in your word I'm asking you like David God to help me to find help me to find your grace upon my life I want to thank you for all that you've done for me there is no doubt that we certainly need to be a praying country I have no idea Uh, no desire whatsoever to take away from our national holiday uh, the day I've been talking about today where friends and family will gather but I want to point out to you today that not every table will be assembled and not every group will come together and be thanking God for his abundant blessings for some, it will just be another reason to get drunk or get high or be out in the woods to hunt or on the river in a boat. For some, it will just be another day off or another time on the on the golf course. It will just be another day. It will just be another day. But I will tell you today that I want to make sure that doesn't happen in our home. And I want to implore you to not to make sure it doesn't happen in your home. Lord, I want you to know, I know every day ought to be Thanksgiving, but since somebody took the time to say we're going to declare this a national day, I want you to know, Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful for your blessings on us. Are there deficits in some lives? Yes. Guess what? There's some deficits in every life here. There's some things wrong. Just because people are smiling and just because people are friendly doesn't mean all is well just because you didn't read about their calamity in the newspaper or you don't know about it because of the rumor mill I'm going to tell you there is there is every life is brushed with some sort of hurt, some kind of pain, something, that, a hill that they have to climb but I'm going to tell you amid all of that I've got so much to be thankful for yes I have this issue yes I am facing that mountain yes I am dealing with this disappointment yes I've come up a little bit short but oh God You have been so good to me when I look around and I see your blessings. I'm not just talking about vaporized blessings, I'm not just talking about mystical things, with things I can put my hands on and say God provided that, I slept indoors last night, amen, I have clothes on my back, shoes on my feet I'm not boasting, I'm testifying of the good things of God God said if you will, I will God said if you'll put it in my hand, I'll bless it, God said if you'll give it to me I'll break it and I'll give it back and he has, he has, he has he has, what a great God what a great God. You can't outgive God. No. Many years ago I was attending a service, a young, a very young man, a very young minister attending a service, and seeing that service, an elderly man bowed over. He was standing there preaching the word of the Lord. I had never I had heard his name, never met him until that day, never heard him speak until that day. But oh, the profound things that he shared that afternoon, pouring his life into the heart, in the lives of young ministers. And that was the point of our gathering. And it was an elderly man speaking into the heart and the lives of a young generation. And as he began to speak, a very unassuming man, a very humble man, he said, you know, at the end, and so I'm saying that because I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm about to say. He was and he is, uh, was he lived his entire life a very humble man, used mightily of the Lord. But he said this in some of his closing comments. He said, you know, years ago, I told the Lord, if you'll give me a million dollars, I will give it away and he said you know what he did and I did (laughs) a million dollars is a lot of money and it was sure a lot of money 40 years ago but he said God if you will I will he wasn't boasting he was saying God has been so good to me God has been so good to me. And if we can prove ourselves worthy, Lord, the Lord will use our hands through which blessings can flow. And I'm not just talking about financial blessings, but God can use our talent and our abilities to further the kingdom of God. We've got so much to be thankful for. I wanna tell you, there's two types of people. Maybe somewhere there's a middle ground here, but, but there's basically two types of people. There are complainers. And when a person is a complainer, you just can't get it right. It's gonna be wrong at the restaurant. It's gonna be wrong at the motel. It's gonna be wrong in the department store. It's gonna be wrong wherever you go. And then there are others that are not like that. They have just have a spirit of optimism. Amen. They're not blind, deaf, and ignorant. Amen. They know what's right and what's wrong, but they're gonna find the silver lining. They're gonna look at that cup until they shake it and see it half full. They're gonna be able to determine something good out of any situation. If I have a choice, if I have a choice, I'm gonna say, Lord, help me not to be a complainer. mean Lord not to let the spirit of complaint and the spirit of cynicism because it is a spirit amen don't let me let the spirit of cynicism and negativism don't let that get on me and in my home and in my heart and my vocabulary but Lord I want to be able to see the good I want to be able to hold something up to the light I get it sometimes you got to really focus and you got to really look but there's something good there's just something good It will let God you know why because God has blessed us God has blessed us he has blessed us he's blessed us what a great God it's amazing sometimes how people can experience similar circumstances and yet respond so differently one may complain one may let it just eat them alive and another may just take it in stride and say this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm just gonna press on. That doesn't mean that person doesn't bruise if you hit them or bleed, if you cut them, but they just determined long ago before the fire breaks out, I'm gonna figure out how I'm gonna handle this and I'm gonna figure out what I'm gonna do. I don't want want bitterness to get in my heart. I don't want bitterness to get in my heart. I don't want it to be there. I'm gonna guard with everything that I can. They find something good about every situation. And so we have the word of God today that is the template for life. He gives us insight to who God is but it also serves to teach us what we should be. It gives us insight. We know God because we have his word but it is also, it is also a great template or a wonderful pattern that we can figure out who we ought to be in all this. And so Paul said to the, Thessalon- to the church in Thessalonians, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So let's talk for a few moments, or let's just talk several moments about the will of God. At times, it can seem like the will of God is elusive. At times, it can seem so shrouded and almost hidden. But in this case, the will of God is crystal clear. 23 times in the scripture... The phrase the will of God is used. However, there's only time, there's only one time where the phrase the will of God is defined. 23 times it's mentioned. But one time the will of God is defined. Amen. So if you want to know what the will of God for your life is, is this. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Even when things are bad, even when we have an opportunity to find all the fault that's in life, I want to be thankful. I want to be thankful. Michael Green from Grand Rapids, Michigan said this. He said, an evergreen is always green despite changes in weather around it. It's green in the heat of summer as well as the cold of winter. So also our lives are to be characterized by the enduring thankfulness that is unaffected by the changes around us. When the heat of a pressured week or a deadly cold of pain strikes us, we should stand evergreen, always thankful, regardless of what surrounds us. I just want to be thankful. In all of this, God has still been so good. I have watched from a distance at times, people that have walked through unthinkable valleys. They've got enough in their own human reasoning to say, if God was so good, then why did this happen? And never darken the doors of a church. And yet they keep driving in and their hands are raised because they realize, like Job, I came into this world with nothing and I'm going to leave this world with nothing. <laughs> I said it a few days ago, David said, a few services ago, David said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor is seed begging bread. Paul said in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He said, from such, turn away. I read these scriptures because it's a perfect picture of our world's mindset. We are living in a generation of ingratitude. Notice in that, in that second verse, He listed one of those things as unthankful. That's listed among a host of things that are unpleasing to God to be unthankful, to be ungrateful. I want to be a trendsetter today and I want to give thanks. I want to give thanks on my job. I want to give thanks in my home. I want to give thanks in my neighborhood. I want to give thanks when I'm in a place of business. I want to be different. I don't want to follow the path that everybody else takes. Often when I... I'm in a place of business where um, maybe a restaurant or something like that. I want to reassure the waiter or the waitress when I'm sitting there that this is not going to be a table you regret walking to. Here's just a little food for thought. Always be good to people that handle your food (laughs) or your medicine. (laughs) They may take you out. One quickly, one slowly. You decide. But when you see the ingratitude and the unthankfulness and how people deal and talk with people, and some of you, I'm sure, deal with this on your job day in and day out, I don't want to be that person. I want to be a trendsetter. I want to make your day different. I want to make sure that everything is all right. Amen. I was, in a, I was in a restaurant the other night. I was in a restaurant the other night with a friend. I thought it was a friend. And... Uh, so we were talking at the end of the thing. He was talking to the waitress and, and uh, he was mumbling about something. So I looked at her and I said, don't you just hate dealing with grumpy old men? <laughs> he looked at me in front of her and said, well, I'll tell you one thing. She'll probably get a better tip from me than she does from you. <laughs> so I said, well, you just tell me whatever you're gonna tip and I'll match it. So we were at this table with these little things where you pay at the table. So we were going through that. We come tip time. I turned around to him. I said, "So you just tell me what you did, and that's what I'll do." I didn't realize that thing had a dial. And he just spun that dial, and he spun that dial, and he spun that dial, and the waitress is sitting right there. I couldn't, I couldn't very well dial it back. <laughs> Careful who you hang out with. <laughs> Well, we gave her a good tip and something to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm still talking about it today. I'm still paying for it today, actually. <laughs> you know, we may take that offering up by uh, again, I didn't, I forgot about that. We may, don't let those ushers get too far. I want to be different. I don't want to take the path that everybody else has taken Amen, I know we have difficult days and difficult circumstances, and I'm not trying to wax that over, but I'm telling you that we can make it a better day by how we approach it. I wanna wanna catch that negative thought before it ever leaves my mouth. I wanna catch it, I wanna put it out. Amen, because you know what? My complaint's not gonna change a thing. Psalms 100 gives an absolute instruction on giving thanks. As a matter of fact, the 100th Psalm has been referred to as the Psalm of Praise. So Psalms 101 says this, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord he is God it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be ye thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations amen this is why we should praise him not because of what the, the, not because of what happened on the job not because of a health report not because of an argument at home but I'm going to give praise unto the Lord because he is good and his mercy is everlasting and you know what we're saved today because his truth really does endure to every generation God has saved a remnant out of every dark season hallelujah and we have truth today because it made its way to our front door His truth endures to every generation. I'll ask you to stand. Musicians, you can just stay. We've worked pretty hard today. Our daily response to the Lord should be a reaction of gratitude and thankfulness. He's the Lord of our lives, so I'm gonna give him thanks. He's our shield and protector, so I am gonna give him thanks. He's my provider, so I am gonna give him thanks. Most of all, he's my savior, so I'm going to give him thanks, praise, and thanksgiving. That ought to be our lifestyle, not just something we do at church. I learned something a long time ago. I hope I pass it to another generation. I was around people who just, they just praise the Lord all the time. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm being very serious. You just around them, they, they just, well, praise God. Amen. I, well, hallelujah. I'm not making a spectacle of themselves. It was just an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of praise. And man, I caught on to that. I thought, that's I like that. I mean, that's that's just all right. I want to develop that. I I want to develop that. My wife has said before, and 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 I, I'm, I'm I'm not ashamed of it. She's not certainly wasn't saying it critical. She's just talking about what I'm talking about today. She said, you know, you hum all the time. She said, if you're not humming, you're whistling. And and you know what? I'm I'm not afraid of that. I'm not ashamed of that, rather. I want something to be in my heart that I just can't quiet. I can't keep it put out. Amen, I'm not boasting today. I have bad days just like you. Say things I shouldn't say. Think things I shouldn't think. But I want there to be a spirit of praise. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good to me. Amen. Don't let the troubles of this life get your focus off all the things that God has done for you. And I close with this. Many of you students of the scripture would recognize the name Matthew, Henry, Matthew Henry is a Bible commentator. Many years ago, Matthew Henry was robbed. And after he was robbed, he wrote the following thing in his journal. He said, Lord, let me be thankful. First, because I've never been robbed before. Secondly, secondly, Because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, all they took, all I had. Although they took all I had, it wasn't much. So I didn't lose a lot. (laughs) And then finally he said, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed I want to thank you. Wow. When I read things like that, they cast a shadow. And I say, Lord, help me to live my life in the safety and the security of that shadow. Let me be a man that can look at a situation like that and say, well, here's the good I see out of that. It was I that was robbed and not I that did rob. And so I thank you for it. Amen. As you know, we're not going to have a midweek service this week. I trust that you will take this time with your family and friends and let the Spirit of God touch our hearts. Our focus prayer from this day throughout the closing of November is the subject of Thanksgiving. We've got something to be thankful for. I I don't participate in this, not because I'm opposed to it, but I see a lot of people in the month of November, they will post things that they're thankful for on Facebook or some sort of social media. And, I, and I'm and i just looking, sometimes reading of those things and it's just kind of a neat reflection about this is what I'm thankful for. Got a lot to be thankful for. It would take many Novembers to write it all down what we've been thankful for. Amen, Lord, I love you today. I thank you for this wonderful church and the spirit that we have felt today for these beautiful people, God, that have intentionally driven to your house. They prepared themselves and their schedule and they took the time. I'm asking you, Lord, to let the power of your almighty spirit, oh, let your direction touch us today and strengthen us I pray, Lord, that as we are just a part, a small part of our nation, but help us to be voices that will give you thanks and praise and that we will magnify your name. Lord, we thank you to be in a nation. We thank you to be in a world, and especially a nation that will pause to say thank you. And so that's what we're going to do if you will give us strength to get there. Oh, Lord, we praise you and magnify you in Jesus' name.